You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel. We'll help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be discussing with you four relationships that keep you on fire for God and why they work. So, four relationships. Four relationships that you must not mess with if you want to stay on fire for God. This is an equation that has kept me on fire for years and many others. When something gets messed up in this balance, then you find it harder to be on fire. When we say on fire, to explain that, we mean it keeps you zealous, keeps you passionate for the things of God, keeps you in line, keeps you in the race, right? So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, the first one is obvious. It's relationship with the Lord. Now, you are already in fellowship with the Lord. If you're already born again, you already have the Spirit of God in you. If you have those things, you already have a relationship with God. God is your Father. That is the relationship. You understand? That is the fellowship. But then we can acknowledge that fellowship. It's like a child or a son or daughter having a father. You get just having a father isn't enough. There has to be a flow. There has to be communication. There has to be time spent together. And so for us as believers, acknowledging that fellowship is extremely important. Spending time with the Lord on a daily basis, what we call your devotion time. Spending a few hours, maybe early in the morning, late at night, or even throughout the day, staying connected, staying, uh, praying, communing, talking to God, right? Studying the Word of God, right? Studying um, sermons, and things like that just staying connected hearing god's voice speaking in tongues interpreting very essential i don't need to go so much into that because we already know that if you don't well now you know so fellowship with the lord that is the first one the second one is relationship with your pastor relationship with your pastor relationship with your pastor that's another relationship that you do not want to mess with and here's why because that pastor is the one who shapes your Christian life. He's the one who teaches you. He's the one who trains you. He's the one who rebukes you. He's the one that makes you accountable. You receive training from your pastor. You receive discipline from your pastor. You receive correction from your pastor. And those are extreme essentials that must be in your work with God. Somebody should be able to hold you accountable. You should be able to fear somebody some way. So that when it's that you're doing whatever it is you're doing, there should be someone that if he calls you or she calls you on the phone, you will quick. The person has a lot of, um, will I say, mileage in your heart. person has a lot of mileage. The person is able to put you in check. Very important because not only will they teach you, they will also discipline you. And, and when we say discipline, we're not just talking about punishment. We're talking about, for example, the things in the word they will instruct you, right? Paul told Timothy, he said that this these things that you're doing, you say instruct and teach. These things that I think maybe I've given to you, instruct and teach. Meaning that it's not just that you will teach it, you will also instruct them to do it. So your pastor says, 
okay let's do it teacher on prayer he does a whole teaching five s- series you know on on prayer your pastor will now instruct you and say oh yeah let us go and pray right he has not on fasting let us fast he has not on um, worship let's worship on soul winning let's win souls your pastor is in, in charge of creating a church system that keeps you on fire a system that makes sure that you are always that that what you are hearing is also what you are doing that is a pastor's job he creates a system to keep you on fire so the first one we mentioned was fellowship or acknowledging fellowship with the lord second one is with your pastor you cannot joke with that as i said also when you fall out of line your pastor will rebuke you if you have a pastor that does not rebuke you you are in trouble you are not benefiting getting the full benefit if your pastor has not rebuked you you're not getting the full benefit of that relationship he must rebuke you when you mess up fall out of line he must rebuke you if they're not rebuking it's most likely because you are too distant from them or you have not given them the the permission because we don't want to kill somebody's child you've not given them the permission to rebuke you you should meet your pastor pastor i am open to your rebuke i'm your boy i'm your girl <laughs> rebuke me as you see fit because it is it is too essential you need to right aha uh-huh. bible tells us that those who god loves he rebukes that's the book of hebrews those who god loves he rebukes he chastises and the son and he and he flogs the son whom he delights uh-huh. it's in scripture so if the lord delights in you he corrects you you get uh-huh. so that's a very very strong benefit of such relationship now let's move on to the next one the next one is relationship with your contemporaries or your brothers and sisters in christ we're talking about people that are on the same level your fellow brothers and sisters in the lord people that you've grown up spiritually with people who are your you know contemporaries basically and this is so essential because of the fact that um when you have when you have such people around you it's always good especially because Bible says that the multitude of counsel there is safety. And I'll add that the multitude of good counsel there is safety. When you have good friends around you, there's always, I mean, as much as that relationship with your pastor and you, you know, is good, it's not every time your pastor is around. And also there may be a limit to how how you can, you know, express yourself to your pastor. It may just be a limit. But when you have felt brethren, you can literally say anything to them. They know how you feel and all that stuff. But they will actually be very essential your life when it comes to things like boundaries there are some things that you don't have to take to your pastor you can take to them do you understand there are many moments you share with them that will really really help you <clears throat> help you so much i personally don't joke with my friends you understand in fact we have times where we prophesy to each other speak to each other you know this is what the lord is saying we confirm what the lord is saying you know in each other it's usually awesome and also they also act like accountability also your pastor is in form of accountability but it doesn't hurt to have a second layer of accountability with your friends i'm talking about godly friends right bible says iron sharpens iron so does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend so there's a sharpening you get and that thing is they also challenge you right uh when you have friends on fire one thing to do that is going it's going to create healthy competition healthy challenge i remember the first time that a friend of mine prayed he prayed uh, what was that he prayed i heard he was praying say he would pray two hours in the morning two hours at night i'm like what i'll still pray one hour or so i stepped it up i started doing four hours straight or four hours stretch you get and i mean that same friend of mine i remember the time he 
he had just concluded three days fast. He told me, I just fasted for three days. I said, what? You did what? <laughs> and I'm not finished fasting one day. I said, no. And I went and did my own. You get it's not about it's not it's not unhealthy. It's, it's healthy competition. They keep you on your toes. You you edify each other. You fire each other. Or when you talk with each other, yeah, talking about the Lord, talking about this. Oh, I went and I prayed for the blind. You know, we did that. I used to challenge my friends too. I'll go. I'll pray for the sick. I prayed for the ah, you. <laughs> they will go and look for their own sick to pray for. You will need those kind of friends in your life. They will do so much to keep you on fire. So as I said, the first one is fellowship. Don't joke with your fellowship life. Your prayer life also releases power and energy and all that. And you will receive instructions from the Lord that will really, really help to keep you on, on, on track. The second one is relationship with your pastor. Third one is relationship with your brethren. And the fourth one is relationship with your disciples. Now, this is one very crucial area. And this is one area where many Christians are cold. You can have the first three and still be cold. You know why? Because... You see, this last one confers parenthood on you. It confers responsibility on you. It's com- you know, it confers the ability to destroy or make a life. You see, when God told us, go into all the world and make disciples, the way you treat a disciple, the way you take a disciple is the way they will grow. So, there's a responsibility. And let me explain that better. Remember I said that a pastor is responsible for creating systems that disciples will thrive in. Well, you, when you begin to disciple, even if you're not the pastor, but you are in a certain capacity a pastor, right? So in a church, usually you have, for example, the pastor, but then you have assistant pastors or what we call maybe cell leaders in the church. There are, there are those cell leaders in the church. And each one usually has a cell of certain people. So let's just say you're in your habit because when you start taking responsibility, you know, for people, maybe one or two, then eventually you have to start a cell. A cell is a small unit within the church. It's not in the church building, but maybe in a in a in your neighborhood, your house environment where you just gather some people together and you just begin to work on them. All right. So, in that kind of um, situation, and you find yourself working on people, Paul said things that I've committed to you among many, among many. You know, many witnesses says commit to faithful men. That's a contribution to, to commit to faithful men who will teach others also. So you see that pattern, right? You are supposed to commit things that you have been taught to them. You are supposed to teach them also. The things your pastor does to you, you're supposed to do. You correct them, you disciple them, you pray for them, you do all those things. You help them to mature, to stand spiritually. And so the truth is that when you have such people in your life, right? You just realize you also have, Bible actually tells us that shepherds are meant to be an example to the flock. You are meant to be exemplary. So you cannot be backslidden and expect your people to be on fire. You cannot expect to not be praying and your people will be praying because they will follow your example. And you know you will stand before Jesus. So for me, that thing, I think it really, really gets to me. That one, I think, has been one major one that has kept me on fire because I have to be on fire. Someone is calling me, oh, my, 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 my mom is sick, my dad is sick. Um, this is happening that one, that, and I have to be strong for them I have to be strong for them so I don't have the time sometimes I have my own moments I've had crazy moments in my life this year alone was mad for me very crazy year back to back beast, 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 beast. life was just giving me beast, beast, beast. plenty beast. yet I had to you know still be strong and available for the people that are under my watch it's called responsibility 
it will do so much to you. If you have that mindset, it will do so much to you. And so this one, essentially, you can be doing all the other ones, doing everything right. But if you don't have disciples, and another thing is that you are not pouring yourself out into people. You are learning so much, hearing so much, shouting glory in church, but you are not pouring that into people. You are designed to pour it out to pe- into people. You are, you are designed to practice these things with people. You get, when you don't take responsibility, you will remain small. You will remain a child in the things of God. I'm telling you. So that's just probably where you are missing it <laughs> if you think about it. So, first one, what was that? Fellowship or acknowledging fellowship with the Father. Second is with your pastor. Third is with your contemporaries, your brethren. And fourth is with your disciples. If you have these four relationships, you are guaranteed to stay on fire for the things of God. So, find out which area is missing. If your fellowship with God is bad, build systems build habits around that if your relationship with the pastor is non-existent build it you know if you're not in a local church find a local church build it third one if you don't have godly friends around you get yourself some godly friends trust god for godly friends seek them out you understand study them first get into such friendships and the fourth one is go and make disciples take responsibility preach the gospel to people raise them spiritually and it shall be well with you okay all right guys that is it for today i believe you learned something share this with a friend help them to also know what keeps them on fire in their christian work all right have a wonderful day god bless you and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there